Forward sizzle. Yeah, I think that's half the problem for the teams that haven't won one yet is that all they're worried about is losing. They keep thinking about losing. There's only two teams that are in that category. Parramatta and the Tigers. Ah, oh, what a shame. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 284 of Not The Footy Show. Yes, we're closing in on 300. We might get there by about 2025, 26, I think. Uh, I'm Warwick Nicholson. That's Rob Cox coming at you on the iTunes, on Spotify, and to like 100 people a week on YouTube. You're legends. I don't even know why you want to sit there and look at our lovely faces. But I've got a stat to open with, Cocksmith. I know you love a good stat. Loves a stat, this man. Don't you, mate? Go for it. Yeah, love it. Hit me with your stat, mate. All right, Mr. Exclusive. Canberra have won nine in a row against Cronulla. Did you even know this going into the game tonight? Because I didn't. How good's that? When was the last time they lost one? Was it when they did the Viking clap? Was that the Viking clap year? No, no. He retired in 2016. Uh, so, yeah. No, 2018 is the last time Cronulla's beaten Canberra. Uh, they got the chocolates tonight, the Raiders. Uh, interesting old performance from from my boys. Got out to a 24-10 lead. Got a sin, got a Cronulla player in the sin bin, and then uh, I pretty much just cleansed the cheeks for the next 25 minutes. What about you? Well, you're sending me nervous text messages. I said, you know, with 10 minutes to go, you said, okay, who's going to win it? Mr. Exclusive, who's going to win it? I said Raiders, and you go, oh, thanks very much. Now you've given us the kiss of death. Well, I scored Real about panicky. two seconds after you sent your message, finally. Yeah, so, they're always going to win, mate. You were panicking. Yeah, you were panicking. 24-20, Canberra win. Cronulla dropped to one and two without Nico Hines. Expect him back next week. Interesting tidbit. Uh, we got accused on this show, Cocksmith, of not talking about Cronulla last week. Did we? Apparently, we referenced Parramatta losing, but we didn't mention anything about Cronulla. Oh. So I thought we'd rectify it this week and mention how okay. well Cronulla went in losing to Canberra. Does that sound fair? Fair and balanced? Well, let, let, let me tell you, I reckon there's going to be a little change in the halves when Nico comes back. What's going to happen? Reckon, I reckon Trindle's going to go to six. If you not straight away, yeah. eventually. So does that like, mean... When I say eventually, ones... within the next six weeks or so, it'll happen. Well, do you, I don't think you can... I didn't think Moylan was that bad tonight. It's just that Trindle was their most dangerous. Well, him and Kennedy were their most dangerous attacking players. Mm. I thought what probably disappointed me the most, if I'm a Cronulla fan, is that uh, Blake Braley, I thought, wasn't was much chopped tonight. Mm. They really didn't work Canberra over the middle, and I thought that was where our big boys in that heat might really struggle. But to be fair, it's Cronulla's probably downside as well. They've got some massive units in the middle of the field. And yep. the, the heat obviously took it on. So you, you sort of want your nine to, to be a bit more of a factor, and... Canberra lost Danny Levi, you know, the game changer that he is, unfortunately, to a uh, broken jaw. And open the door for Tom Starling, mate. You know how much I love this kid in terms mm. of I think he's our number one hooker by the length of the straight. And Ricky was forced into playing him for pretty much 80 minutes today. And he was one of Canberra's best. He really was. Well, you know what? I've I, I got to be honest with you. I, I think I think Starling's your number one and Wolford's your number two, to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. I saw yep. Wolford play a New South Wales Cup game a couple of weeks ago, and he was very good. Mm. Um, now, I know he's in ordinary company, but he was very good. So, yeah, well, th- that'll probably see Wolford come back into the uh, into at least the, the 18, um, 18-man squad uh, now that 
now that old mate Levi's out for a little while, Levi, Levi. Um, so, but geez, I'll tell you what, Fanukin works hard, doesn't he? He, he just he just doesn't stop, mate. He's like he's he's now. This is the reason why Canelo got him is because he's one of these perpetual moping guys. He just keeps going and going and goes like yeah. a wind up energizer bunny. But Brayley was disappointing tonight, um, and I, I honestly thought Moylan wasn't wasn't great. Um, oh, and, and unfortunately, I didn't think he was poor. Is what I'm guess I'm getting at. Unfortunately for Moylan, yep. uh, Kennedy's going pretty good. So mm. I, I don't think he's going to find himself back at one, and I don't think he's got the hamstrings for it anyway. Um, and I, I think it'll come down to, you know, I think the coach, uh, Fitzgibbon, will probably give Moylan a couple of weeks um, yeah. uh, at six and just see where it's at. But I, I think Trindle will be on the bench for a while. I think he'll be, um, you know, he'll he'll be in the 17. Um as a as a number fourteen to to cover for a few spots, cover for Nico because if Nico doesn't come back good, they need a seven to come back in, uh, and maybe just to keep Moylan keen. It's interesting that you when you messaged me back when I said I got a stat for you to open the show and and wins and losses really is the only stat that matters. Let's be perfectly honest. And I just had a look through Cronulla's run meters for the game. All right. Now this is why I don't rate stats. I know you don't rate stats, but Canberra. It's fair to say we outplayed them tonight uh, with a better team. But let me just I'll, – I'll run it off as quick as I can. But these are just purely the run meters on the stat sheet for pretty much the entire Cronulla team. It's worth just listening to because it's going to sound super impressive. And then you realize that they really didn't get into the game until the last five minutes uh, in that second half. 16 for one – so it's runs and then meters going. 16 for 146, 14 for 92, 16 for 118. 19 for 176, 14 for 132, 17 for 112, 14 for 72, 16 for 133, 11 for 118, 12 for 100, 18 for 173, et cetera, et cetera. It all sounds so impressive, Cocksmith. But mm. stats. You know what it sounds like to me? A snooze fest. Yeah, stats. That's what it sounds I don't like. Give let's, a stuff about your move. running meters. Just, let's move oh, away. Let's, I know. All I want to know, all I want to know is missed tackles. Drop balls, penalties given. That's all I want to know. And your forwards, you want your strike forwards to be running 200 metres. If they're not, something's up. Oh, that's just the thing. That's that's where stats can... You can look in the game and go, well, they were really good. Truth was, you watch that game and it wasn't until Canberra stopped playing footy in that second half when they got to that league that it really invited Cronulla into the match. Uh, Canberra, look, it's a win you had to have. If if you're Ricky Stewart, you've you've come up against uh, the Cowboys in round one and made a comeback and fell short. But looking at the Cowboys, you almost go, should you have won that match after their performances the last two weeks? And then they dropped a game to Redcliffe that they should not have lost. So to have been in control of this game, they ultimately hold on. They get a win. They head to Newcastle next week. And all of a sudden, the 0-3 start looks like it realistically should be 2-2. Two and two. And Ricky's smiling very, very broadly. Uh, just a quick mention on a player that deserves a, a, a rap. There's two, actually. But the number one, Matt Timoko was fantastic today. He made about three or four great plays. And a guy that I wasn't sure when we signed him whether he had it in him. But Basami Salo, in his, his little stint he had tonight, noticeable efforts there and mm. you know, not too bad. And obviously, uh, Big Red gets two tries. So Canberra get on the board for 2023. 20, uh, the other games of the weekend, mate, as, as interesting as they are, we have to talk about what I heard in some circles is the first battle of Brisbane. It's the first time we're ever going to see two Brisbane. Hang on a second. 
I know that Brisbane are three and zero. I know Redcliffe are three and zero. But spare a thought for those mighty South Queensland crushers. What happened to recognizing that there's already been a battle at Brisbane for two years? <laughs> the crushers with Garrick Morgan playing, uh, and 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 Mario Fennick as well. Because they were they were a blockbuster team. Uh, yeah. I just do you find it interesting that you know we talk about. We just had a whole week of, oh, it's the oldest rivalry in the game, East versus South, you know, that's, it'll print money. Then you've got people saying it's the first battle of Brisbane. I'm going, we did have a team for a little while there. I don't know. Just seems. Mm. And, and who knows if it's the battle of Brisbane anyway, because we don't even know where Redcliffe are from. I know. But we hardly we hardly ever talk about Super League years, mate. You know, mm. uh, how, many, how many times have you seen on replay, honestly, how many times have you seen on replay the, the Newcastle Manly Grand Final? Versus. versus the Cronulla <laughs> Brisbane Grand Final, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that on replay. That Cronulla Brisbane Grand Final in '95. The only place you can see Super League games is YouTube, pretty much. NRL.com have put a smattering of games up from Super League, but nothing anywhere near. It's YouTube. it's funny, isn't it? Because that tri series they had was pretty. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it was awesome. I think it was pretty bloody good, to be honest with you. You know, New South Wales, Queensland, and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I, I think oh. it was great. But anyway. Right, we digress. But oh. the point is, we've had a team in Brisbane. We've had two teams in Brisbane before. And the reason mm-hmm. I bring that up is there was a tweet that I sent to you. Let me just bring it up while I've got it. Uh, and I don't know. Kevy in the post-match presser after your Dragons got smashed in the second <laughs> half uh, by Brisbane made a very interesting comment where he kind of dismissed Redcliffe as a rival. He said, I haven't even thought about him. We're playing him next week, are we? whoop de do. Yet, I sent you a tweet two or three days ago, and it was through Media Week, which is a, a Twitter account. And um, it's very interesting because apparently Brisbane are so confident in how dominant they are in um, Queensland, that uh, oh, in Brisbane, that they have got a agency working on their strategy to... Let me quote, assert the team's dominance on as the city's iconic sporting organization. What is going mm. on here? If you don't have any fear of the Dolphins, why are you getting a, a agency and paying him a few hundred thousand bucks at least to uh, come up with a strategy they're, to capture the hearts of Brisbane? They're scared, mate. And I'll tell you why they're scared. Yep. They're, they're, it's, it's, it, I, I call it the Anthony Mundine factor. And I'm not talking about when he's played football. But a lot of people would turn up to see him get his bum spanked, mm. right? It didn't necessarily go for the guy that was fighting him. And I reckon there's quite a few people in Brisbane that will turn up to watch the Dolphins and the Broncos clash just to yep. see the Broncos lose. They don't really care too much if the Dolphins win as long as the Broncos lose. Trust me, there's an element of Brisbane that don't like the Broncos, yep. right? And so they're on a propaganda you know, like a propaganda uh, mission to try and convert the unconverted, I would have thought. And uh, they certainly they certainly don't want the unconverted to fall into the Dolphins' fold. They would hate for a lot of jerseys from the Dolphins to be sold next week at that game. Uh, the more supporters the Dolphins get, that's one less for the Brisbane Broncos. They've always had this, they've always had this um, weird kind of... Uh, Want of dominance over Brisbane. They loved that it was a one-team town. They can take got, anyone. They're, they the, they're the reason that South Queensland own the company more. It's not because mm. of the NRL. It's because mm. Brisbane said, 
as mm. proxies for Super League. If we're merging this thing, they ain't coming back. We're having yeah. Brisbane to ourselves. That's right. And now they don't have it. And and look, Kevy, I don't know if Kevy hasn't thought about it. One thing Kevy has thought about is he doesn't want to get into mind games with the old master mm. because Uncle Benny. Bennett's the be- Bennett's the best at it. Mm. The best. Because he doesn't have to say too much and he's beaten you already. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Kevy has thought quite a lot about it. It's probably snuck up on him a little bit because, you know, they've been going pretty good. But, yeah, I, I don't think he wants to get into a mind game with, with Benny. You know, it's a nice feeling if you're Kevin Walters. It's the fact that your team is going so good you can actually think about playing mind games. Because a year ago, he just the last thing he would have been thinking of was anything like it's like I just got, where am I going to win from? Where am I going to win from? And uh, yeah. now it's uh, oh yeah, Redcliffe who who actually if he calls him no, Redcliffe, I, I, I love Kevin Walters forever. He needs to call him I, Redcliffe all week. Listen, with what we saw, with what we saw the other night in their second half, I think the Broncos will beat Redcliffe next week. Mm. But let's have a quick chat about about St George, mm. shall we? Mm. I, I'm happy to do that, mate. What did the coach say at halftime to make them come out of the shed with pumpkins on their head instead of heads? What What was the halftime speech about? That's a good question. I mean, I could try my Anthony Griffin's Griffin's biscuits, whatever I call him, no. uh, impersonation, but I won't. Don't, it, don't I, I don't do think it. I don't think it was anything but complete. Give yourself a chance. And they actually did have a chance there, Cocksmith. If Zach Lomax gets that ball down with his hand, the hand going out, they're in the lead at eight, going from eighteen all into the lead. So I know the final score was deplorable because they scored four tries in the last ten minutes. But I'll tell you, you weren't that much out of it. You really weren't mm. until we weren't. Well, <laughs> and then yeah. we were really out of it. Two no, points is two I, points. Yeah. I, uh, I'll I'll happily forget the second half and yeah. um and live on the first half uh, crumbs. But uh, the Broncos the Broncos have got this thing in them this year. They can score a lot of points very quickly. Uh, and while ever Reynolds is on the field, mm. well, um, we said that at the start continue, of the year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. That'll continue to happen. I, th- I think they went exceedingly well, and I, and I think they're they're definitely on the upswing. They're going to oh, keep it was going. A, it was a great great performance. Forty eighteen in the end. Uh, Reese Walsh feasted on the Dragons uh, towards the end. Payne Haas, that second stint. Don't think he was happy being on the bench as long as he was, uh, just quietly. Let's go to the Warriors, mate, and we'll round back to the Dolphins in a sec. But I just want to talk about the Warriors quickly. Now, I missed the... I didn't miss... I sort of watched their first game against the Knights sort of from a distance. They won good work with Newcastle. It's in um, Christchurch. Oh, not going, in Wellington, sorry. They should win that match. And they played the Roosters. I didn't see that game. All reports where it was an average footy game, but they didn't get beaten by much. Mm. They go mm. up to the North Queensland and they gave it to these fancy cowboys who didn't have Scott Drinkwater. Is Scott Drinkwater just that important or are the uh, cowboys entering 2023 with a little bit of a high opinion of themselves? I think a bit of both. I, th- I think the, 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 I think the cowboys are giving themselves a bit of a rap. I think the warriors are better than people think. And I think mm. Drinkwater is fairly important to that team. Um, he adds another another leg of um, or another arm of uh, attack, um, but let's not forget, mate. The Cowboys were one game away from a grand final last year. They yeah. they went pretty good, and and I mean, look, Drinkwater is missing and will be for another couple of weeks, I believe. Um, but uh, the Warriors did a number on them, pulled their pants down. They really did. 
They scored five tries and they didn't score anything in the last 25 minutes. Mm. That's a pretty big statement from a team that not many people gave any hope this season. And yep. they're two and one. I think they're in the eight. They should be in the eight. Uh, they they're fourth. Could be there you go. <laughs> they're fourth. Good on them. Watch this space Good with the them. Warriors. Uh, yeah, it's Trinky just changes how they use their edges remarkably. The uh, Chad did and very disappointing uh, the other night. I think Val Holmes has to go back to fullback if you want him involved because without drink water there, he ain't getting the ball. And yep. uh, yeah, disappointing loss if you are the Cowboys. Uh, let's go to the next game, which was the Gold Coast. Second in week in a row, Melbourne. I thought they were ordinary against the Dogs, but they weren't abysmal. They were truly bad on Saturday when they got beaten 38-34 by uh, the Gold Coast. The scoreline flat, mm-hmm. flattered Melbourne, I thought. Yep. Yeah, mate, um, they were very ordinary. And I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I do feel sorry for the players this week because they're going to get caned by Bellyache this week. And he's, you can just imagine, you saw him in the, you saw him in the presser. He was filthy. He was seething. Massively. And he just was not a happy boy. When you, when you're using the words, they don't care. Like I think they're going to rubbish. I think they're going to care he's about the laps they do for the next five days. <laughs> he said they were, he said they were just rubbish. They were garbage. You don't often hear an NRL coach giving it to his players like that. Generally, they protect him a little bit, but he's not happy. And when he's not happy, they will pay. They'll pay with miles in their legs this week. And probably that's all some, they'll do. Yeah, Friday night, some extra strength playing, and conditioning. They're playing the Tigers on Friday night. That'll be interesting. They uh, might. So. They may play themselves back into some form. We'll see. We promised ourselves. <laughs> Shush. Uh, yeah, uh, the, so Gold Coast, look, they're, they're in fifth. They've won two or three, and you can argue they should have beaten the Dragons after they got out to ten to two early in that mm. match, and then they fell over themselves in that second half. Uh, yep. Impressive problem. Problem with the Titans will always be they can't tackle, and the, the fact is, through three games, they've got seventy-eight points for and seventy-six against. They have leaked some points, the old Titans. But congratulations to them. They also played on a stinking hot day in Brisbane at or Gold Coast. It was a two two p.m. local kickoff. Yeah. But, sorry, I know TV dominant and et cetera, but you've got to find ways to change some of those things around if you can or, or delay it an hour or something because, yeah, it's just ridiculous to be playing at 2 p.m. on the Gold Coast in March. Well, mate, even today, even today ridiculous. At, at Belmore. I mean, look, I, as you know, I live at Camden and it mm. was 41 degrees here at um, 2 p.m. I'm at North Sydney and it so, was 36 and that's hot here. So I imagined it was absolutely stinking where you guys were. Yeah, um, it was hot. So Belmore, Belmore was probably a kickoff at 4 p.m. It was probably 36 degrees. I did enjoy a tweet uh, someone put out of the line from the uh, telegraph pole, uh, the light pole on the Belmore Hill. As the sun moved around, the fans who were there early all moved around with the, the shadow in a line. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very good. Uh, okay, <laughs> we, we, we've got to talk about game at the end. Just spoiler alert. Uh, the other match we need to talk about, and there were two on Friday night, but the Eastern Suburbs Roosters, mate, it wasn't an easy game to pick going in. You said you'd go with the Roosters. I picked Souths. It's 10 nil Souths, and they look good. They really do look good. Yep. yep. Then something changed, and I don't think it was just purely that JWH and Smith came on the field, but to me, where it felt like it really turned, and I'll just bring up the stat here because I just wanted to make sure when they scored. 
Brandon Smith scored in the 33rd minute and he ran straight around Kalamatongi. From that moment yep. on, it felt like the Roosters were going to win the game. They ended up only holding on by two points because South scored late. Mm. But mm. a statement win for, for East, you reckon? Look, I, 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 we had a conversation that, that nobody heard, obviously, because it wasn't on air. Yeah. We had a conversation about who should win, who would win. And, you know, it's a, always a hard one, isn't it? Because um, it's always such a close battle, especially of late. Um, the thing that made me pick the Roosters mm. w- was that Robbo had a meeting with him during the week about not losing your head. You know, let's not get emotional about this game. Let's keep our heads on. Because when we start thinking about something other than football, we generally don't go that great. Yeah, and and test testament to that was was JWH in the last ten minutes of that game the other night. He was settling the players down. He's normally the one wanting to tear people's heads off. So, you sure Coach it was Robinson JWH? got what sure it was Coach him? Robinson got what he wanted. Yep, you know he absolutely was JWH. He 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 was the one. Telling him to settle down. No, I mean, was it voice. somebody else in his jersey? Was what I guess was. was no, it, it was him, and and he got what he wanted, and mm. and I thought that 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 came out was a little kind of a tidbit in the news in the news that, that they'd had that meeting. Um, enough. They obviously leaked it to, to somebody in the media to let mm. them know that they weren't going to get pull, pulled into that little game, and and they didn't get pulled into it. And and look. South looked great, mate. They're, they're at, at times really there, South looked really good. Um, and when Luttrell got near the ball, he looked dangerous. He threw a couple of pearler passes. He had some great runs. Um, but, you know, because the Roosters didn't fall into that trap of getting emotional, they out- actually out-toughed them. Um, they didn't lose their heads. Uh, you know, there was there was hardly any unsavory things. I mean... The right, Manu right tackle was yeah. Well, the Manu tackle on Tass was just a a desperation thing, no, and I don't you, think there's any malice in it. No, See, I, 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 it I, okay, I've got, I think Trent Robinson can say some really good things at times and be really level headed. I didn't like his comment about that tackle. He said, oh, I was I didn't just, see it." He said, oh, "I was just it was just try it was just des- you trying to knock the ball down." The ball got That's knocked on thought. by the ball got knocked on by South ten meters upfield. There was no, there was the, the play was dead. There was nothing happening. Yeah. He didn't have to touch him. Yeah, but and he went across to him and held him in the I, head. I don't like that. I don't. I don't know if Manu saw that, mate. He was. Uh, he was getting getting across in desperation. I don't think he. I don't think he's that type of player. Really, I don't. I really I, don't think he's that type of player. He was. Well, I mean, obviously, he got knocked. Uh, he slapped. I think it was by um, Cheekham. I don't think it was a punch, but he got slapped and he opened up that um, wound on his face. Yep. I, I, yep. I mean, I just didn't. I, I know. I know a coach does it. I get it. I mean, Billy Slater has been doing it for the last twenty-four hours with Felice Cafusi protecting his Origin player. Uh, Deluxe about that hit on Jackson Hastings. Oh, he had. You know, it's unlucky. It's not not that bad. All that sort of stuff. I get coaches defending that. I didn't like that comment, especially in that I thought that Manu could have well and truly pulled out of that well before mm-hmm. he got into a situation where even if he's going for the ball, he hits him in the head. He didn't need to go anywhere near him. The, the play was dead. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't like it. Well, I, like I say, I don't think he knew it was dead, and 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 the Roosters only ended up winning by two. Right? Mm-hmm. Tas scores that try, and then the and the play's alive because Manu doesn't want to have a go. That's a that's a possibly a game saving. But he did. He play. came up with a game saver on Alex Johnson, didn't he? Was it Alex Johnson? Yeah, it was what Tass. That was that was the other one. There was another. There was another one where he did that. 
where he actually yeah. saved the try on Tass. It's a different tackle yeah. that I'm talking about. Uh, the one he actually that instigated the sin bit. Oh right. Um, it's not the same uh, one. Sorry, I, I, to be clear. No, I, look, I, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't think Manu's that kind of player. I, mm. There's, there's, there are players around that are like that, um, but. Look, I think I think the Roosters really did keep their heads, and I and I think that they benefited from it, and so that'll probably be the the uh, blueprint going forward for them when they play South. How good is Teddy? I just love Teddy. He's just I love him too. He's sensational. It's just great. But I but I, I but the more that I see of Suwali play, the more I, I like him too. He's mate. He's a class act. I mean, off the field, I'm I'm not. I'm not certain. I don't know him. Mm. Um, but on the field, he's he's letting he, you know. He's not doing himself any disservice by the way he's playing. Um, you know, if the Roosters don't want him and don't want to tie him down uh, or can't because of their cap or whatever, then someone will and someone will pay big bucks for him. You watch. Three quick notes. 37,000 fans. Fantabuloso. More of that, please. Uh, Brandon Smith admitted after the game that if it wasn't the Bunnies match, he wouldn't have played. Apparently he's got a torn oblique muscle. Um, that can't be fun. And... We just need to quickly reference Latrell at the end of the match. Did he take it too hard, the loss? Oh, look, Latrell's one of those guys, isn't he, that, that wears his heart on his sleeve. He mm. he doesn't. He's not afraid of showing his emotion. Uh, he was certainly let down or felt let down um, by losing. Um, mm. we, we've we've seen this. We've seen this. You know, love it or loathe that we've seen this evolve evolving thing with Latrell. Yep. Um, where he, you know, he's kind of turning into, um, you know, he, he's he's getting very American in his, which is fine. I have no problem with it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. It's you know, I, I don't like it or loathe it. I'm just neutral on it. But yep. I, I notice that we're seeing the big show come out. You know, he's. You know, he's, he's dubbing himself or dubbing the stadium the other night, Trelly Art Stadium. He's, yeah. You know, he's um, he's got lots of little sayings that he's using, and it's and it's a lot of Americanisms. But you know, some people really dig that. Um, he he's certainly a showman. Um, mm. So maybe he's he's showing everything. You know, he's showing it yeah. when he's when he's happy, he's showing it. When he's sad, he's showing it. So he's engaging with the crowd when he hits the goal from the sideline. That's great. Oh, he always does that. Yeah, and yeah. and that's fantastic. But I just thought he he, he just. The smile disappeared off the face at the end, which I thought, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the result wasn't on him. He missed a penalty goal, but that, he, wasn't, that wasn't the reason. No, Latrell like, didn't lose him that game, mate. No, Luttrell he didn't. I just thought, I, just thought I, I would have, just from his perspective, I just would have liked him being able to sort of shrug it off a bit easier than he seemed like he did. Um, I hope there's some mm. good people around him and just say, well, mate, that's just a regular season game you, you put in. Oh. And he did. He, he put in Deluxe. Uh, yeah. It's just that, okay. And just get up. Shake the hands, move around. That's good. Um, they'll be back with the Rabbitohs for sure. With without Latrell, they lose by more than two. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, you know. So There's definitely so no criticism of Latrell here, everybody. Just to be just to be perfectly clear here, I just think he needs to give himself a break a little bit on how hard he took the loss. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, look, I I, I did notice that you know probably four or five minutes after the Hooter, he he was having a bit of a smile with a couple of the, the players that he knows, and that's good. You know, a couple of the Roosters players, but. You know, I can't begrudge the bloke for being a bit upset because one thing I hate seeing is when the Hooter blows, you know, the team that lost uh, are laughing and carrying on with the opposition. I don't like that. I'm, I, I really don't like that. Um, so I can't begrudge him a little bit of time. You know, he was four or five minutes later, he was all right, mate. 
quick point on that. I did know Suali'i and Tupu. Uh, Suali'i did a nice bat on and Tupu was just a step behind. And that's something that mm. Tupu is not great at. He, he Sometimes it's just a little bit behind. Some wingers are too far ahead, some of them are too far behind. Anyway, mm. Suali'i, I thought he executed the tap on really well, but Tupu wasn't there. Yep. Tupu's disappointed, he didn't get there, whatever. And Suali'i came over to give him a high five and Tupu just sort of, he gave it to him, but he wasn't happy with him. He's like, no, dude, I stuffed up. Or you stuffed like. It was like we stuffed up. We shouldn't be high fiving stuffing up. Really like yeah. that from Daniel Tupu. That's good stuff. Uh, Redcliffe, I'm sure we'll talk about them more as the game comes up on Friday, um, probably after Thursday night football. But I want to quickly touch on the unbeaten team for 2023. Those mighty Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. <laughs> What's the biggest story? Manly undefeated or Parramatta 0 3? I reckon Parramatta Owen 3 is a bigger story. Um, Manly are going along quite nicely, thank you very much. But uh, I think the bigger story is last year's grand finalist, uh, albeit the loser of the grand final, um, are struggling, mate. And they're struggling big time. They're, I mean, they're not losing by a lot. Uh, they haven't been flogged yet. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, they're looking. They're looking at paying their their main playmaker well over a million dollars a year. Wouldn't be a good club without Moses' boot. And they're losing by only a little bit. You would think yeah. that your your playmaker might get you across the line. Mm. Now they are missing Madison, who decided to sit and down line. for four weeks be, because he wanted to save four grand. He's the same bloke who gets paid twenty five grand a week. But hey, yep. uh, yeah. and Lane had a Lane had a busted jaw, did he? Or yep. a yeah, busted jaw in the last draw. Yeah. So he'll be back in maybe two weeks or so, I think, Lane. Uh, Madison's got one more week to sit down. No, he's correct? back this week. He was three weeks out. This week. Okay. So let's quickly have a look at their time. draw because I don't think it's time to panic if you're, if you're Parramatta. It's just not. You lost Melbourne mm. at home. You lost to the Sharks at home. Then you lost away to Manly. You got Penrith this week at Combank. You got East at SFS the week after. They could be 0-5, Cogsmith. I'm still not worried if I'm a Parramatta fan. Because their next five games, they could run the table. Tigers at Homebush, Bulldogs at Combank, Broncos in Darwin, not in Brisbane, not in Sydney, in Darwin, Knights at Combank, and then the Titans in the Magic Round at Suncorp. Four and six, so that, realistic to me. Yeah, I think they're going to be um, three and seven. Even that—that's what I think they're going to win. You're not dead. You're not dead yeah. in the water. You're just not. No, no, not dead. Not dead. It just makes you. It just makes the games. You know, where sometimes you might like to take the foot off the throttle a little bit towards the end of the year. They've got to win those. Um, but you know, they—they've beaten Penrith in the season before, um, mm-hmm. so they're every chance of beating them going into next week. Although Penrith just had a week off, um, so they should be pretty fresh. Uh, it's a developing story, mate. It's it's okay. a just very much a developing story, and I think if they if they do get to zero and five, that's a big story. But um, those next five are winnable. They could be five and five. That's just that's Parramatta. Yeah. They went on a streak, I think, last year where they won eight in a row or something. And I think they did right. in, in the deal. Uh, quickly, yeah. uh, there are a bunch of good teams with one win. Okay, you've got. Uh, Penrith with one win, you got Rabbitohs with one win, Cronulla with one win, Melbourne with one win, and the Cowboys with one win. But the West Tigers have zero wins, buddy. They yep. left their run very, very late today at Belmore. We're not going to cover it off very long because we 
we're just conscious of Tiger uh, fatigue, uh, as is probably Tim Sheens already after three weeks. You have two things you can do to the team. Two things. What are those two things you do this week to the West Tigers to try and turn them around when they've got to play Melbourne in Melbourne on Friday night? What? Uh, tell me, what happened to uh, Laurie? Where was uh, he? He'll be back this week. I think he was out this week. Got suspended, I think. Did he? I think he got suspended. Okay. Two things. Wow. We've only got um, five minutes left on the Zoom. That's why I said two. Okay. I, I, mate, I, I, I would probably play Brandon Wakeham at six. Yep. Um, and put the put the Dewey into the centres. Um, I, I, mate, I don't know where to begin with two. Um, you know, they did make it. They, they kind of fought back today and they got a, maybe, you know, two lucky tries. Uh, they did score three tries, which one of them was a nice try. The other two were a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. But uh, the Bulldogs never really looked like losing control of that game. No. Um, it was another high scorer. Um, the, the Tigers, the, you know, there's a few, you know, like Bateman looked like he's a little unfit. He was walking after 10 minutes. So, Nothing you know, too, he, he's, got, he's got to get he's some really more strong. miles into his legs. How burnt is he today, tonight? Yeah, he'd be he'd be like a lobster tonight. Um, yeah, I, mate, I'm not I'm not entirely sure that you know you, you know I, I'm not entirely sure that the whole Benji Tim Sheen thing is working all that good. Uh, I said to you in a text that I'd probably send Benji to go and coach somewhere else, mm. like the New South Wales Cup, um, do his apprenticeship because at the moment he's he's kind of learning by watching, but. I think he's running the show. I think he's doing he's doing all the interchanges. He's doing those things. But Tim's giving him that responsibility, and then you're noting that in late in the game, Tim's making some very clear decisions in the last twenty minutes of the last two games. Well, if that if that's true, if what you just said is true, and we don't know for sure because we're yeah, not there, speculating. Yeah. But they need to change that. Tim needs to run the okay, show. Tim. Tim Sheens was brought in as a coach. If, if Benji's doing the coaching on game day, they need to change that mm-hmm. because they're losing, right? And they don't look like winning. Um, you know, today was their closest that they got, but I think it was an aberration because, they, you know, three, oh, the game three was, kind of was tries. And, the game was cactus. It was 26 to six or whatever. What would you do? Give me your two. What would you do? Uh, Dewey to the centers. That's without question. Uh, Dane Laurie not injured. He's injured. Sorry, he didn't get suspended. Just an MCL problem. So I don't think he'll be back this week. They got Papa Lee coming back into the side. Look, my main thing I just rallied against all off season is I just didn't think you could play Dewey in six and Brooks in the seven. They're just the runs aren't on the board. The lack of confidence in each other is just at an all time low or high. Which do you think? I, can I, I ask I, you something? Yeah. yeah. Do, do Do you think that that Brooks is game managing? Does it look like there's a game manager out there? No, the game manager today was Appy Coruscant. Right. But, but, and his, his game plan much. was running. He ran more in the first half than he's run in like six six years. And there's no fullback running with him. So it's, I don't I don't understand. Not. Dewey to fullback made no sense to me whatsoever. I'm sorry. He's, he's just so beyond my, you know, evaluation meter. I, I don't care what he does the rest of his career. He's just always going to be in that category for me, which is not... A great place. I just don't see. I don't see a player that can win your games when you have to. 
I just don't see it. And Brooks did some things at the end. Wake him, yeah. Wake him into the halves. Uh, Dewey into the centres. Uh, keep Charlie Staines at fullback and maybe passing the ball or tell him to support play because they're, they're the main things that you need to do. They just. Uh, I also would light a fire under one D Clemmer and put him to the bench because he's been very ordinary for three weeks. We've got a minute left, Cocksmith. Uh, I probably gave you three things, but that's the way it works. Uh, Broncos up on the top of the table with the Dolphins and Manly. They're on six points. We've got Broncos-Dolphins Friday night. Uh, We will talk after the Thursday game, which I think is Parramatta-Penrith. We're going to try and commit to doing this for the first couple of weeks, people, if you're interested. Um, And that'll take you a little bit more things to consume during the commute. Uh, Cocksmith, we've got a minute left. Anything last uh, comments to make? Not really, mate. I think it was a pretty good round of football. Um, mm. I enjoyed I enjoyed the the games that I watched and um, and the highlights I saw. Um, the Broncos are looking really strong, mate. Uh, and I'd have to say that they're probably the form team in the comp at the moment, just quietly. I didn't think I'd say that, but they are. And and while Ever Reynolds is on the field, uh, they will be good when Shut they up. lose him. Yeah. They're in trouble. They won't be. <laughs> Shout out to the Bulldogs, who I think have played good footy for two weeks in a row. I know they almost got done today late, but in enterprising football, good football, uh, in gust your trust if you're a Bulldogs fan. That's not the footy show, episode 284. Get us wherever you get your podcast. Love a review. Keep the comments coming on uh, YouTube, and we'll speak to you next time. Take us away, Cocksmith. All right, buddy. Catch you later. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? Yeah, but just leave the, Tigers till, leave the Tigers leave till Tigers last. Leave the Tigers till last, is what I'm saying. So the expectation, okay. given what we do normally, is that we'll lay into the Tigers. We'll still do that, but we'll just wait until the yeah. end. Cool. All right, go for it. All right. We are one different. Yep. What do you got? Canberra aren't making the finals this year. Oh, stop it. I'm hanging up. I've got to go, mate. The <laughs> bars are calling me. The honky-tonks are playing my tune. What, what are you talking about? Not the footy show. Show? You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.